Over in Isla Vista, there's a magical place where people have flocked for decades to watch videos of people singing and dancing. Some are in black and white, others in exuberant colors. For nearly two decades now, the Isla Vista Theater has been home to Magic Lantern Films, a film society of sorts that holds screenings every Friday and Monday night. KCSB's Jackie Sedley sat down with the director of Magic Lantern Films, DJ Palladino, to discuss Magic Lantern's past, present, and future. DJ, hello. Thank you so much for being here. I'd love for you to start off by giving me a little timeline of how Magic Lantern Films came to be, starting with the name. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know, it's called Magic Lantern because the Ivy Theater was called the Magic Lantern. And it, it, it's a theater, it was a legitimate theater like when I was a kid. And it started in 1965, and it went to almost 1990, I think. And it was a really, it was a great place. I grew up in Santa Barbara, and I, we went to Magic Lantern all the time. Anyways, the theater, the idea of Ivy Theater becoming the Magic Lantern again started with a couple of students in 2004, I think it was. And they were both, Chris and Christy, Julian, they were both film studies students and really avid. And they wanted to show movies on Friday nights and have it be that people could come to the movies and they could see a movie, especially film studies majors. You could see a movie and not have to write a paper about it afterwards. Anyway, Chris and Christy, who are married now, they graduated after that quarter, it was a spring quarter, and there was nobody kind of stepped up to take over Magic Lantern, you know, as a film society. And my brother, Joe Palladino, is the student advisor in the film studies. They couldn't find anybody to step up to do it, and they asked me if I would do it for one quarter. And this would have been 2004, for sure. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it, whatever. I figured they would pay me, and it would be, like, not that hard. And then after I'd done it for, like, three quarters, I was just praying that no student would want to step up and do it. And so then eventually it revolved into a job for me, a real job. And uh, there's a class now associated with Magic Lantern. Mm. That's kind of the history of where I came in, you know, for 20 or 17 years, not 21 years, I'm too. I'm not that old yet. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about the structure of Magic Lantern Films. You said there's a class involved. Okay, so I'm the director, and I pick the movies. So at the beginning of the quarter, I put together, um, you know, nine films. And the students come in, and they help to promote the, the film, like creative promotion. And then they help actually put on the show. And then somewhere around the end of each quarter, the students pick a film. So not only are we just using them, you know, like cannon fodder to go in there and do all the work, but they're also learning like how I pick films and what, where do I get films? And they, as a group, decide on a movie. And they do the posters and they do the promotion. And so in that way, they, you know, there's a learning experience. And also the other half of the class, a TA who is usually a grad student in the film studies department teaches kind of the theory of film presentation. Is there a particular reason you choose the films and not the students? 
you know, we had this idea at the very beginning that maybe we would have the students pick the films. But we're also kind of competing with AS films. You know, they do movies on Tuesday night, right? Yes, they do. So we really had to compete for titles. And usually, you know, the best kind of movies that we would show would be the kind of movies that I call them airline films. They were the kind of movies that weren't in the theater anymore, but they hadn't yet come out in the old days. They hadn't yet come out on DVD. And nowadays, they hadn't started streaming. You skew these movies for whatever you think will fill the theater. But I was a movie reviewer for, for 20 years at the Santa Barbara Independent, and I love movies. I go to movies all the time. And, you know, there could be art films, it could be, I don't know, surfing films, it could be rock and roll movies, it could be um, blockbusters. But mostly what I want to put in there are movies that are good and that will bring people into the theaters. You know, DJ, as you're talking about bringing people into the theaters to watch these movies, I can't help but wonder how the pandemic must have affected Magic Lantern, like all the other theaters across the country. How did you cope with not being able to congregate in the theater and put on screens in person for the past year and a half or so? So in the first place, I had no idea what I was going to do. Okay? I mean, I have a job, and my job was to provide uh, entertainment for students. And we met Magic Lantern the first time. It was the first Zoom class in, I think it was March. You know, not last March, but the March before. And I was like, I don't even know, what, what will we do? And we brainstormed, and the students brainstormed with me. What we came up with was the students' idea. We showed, and I want to put quotations and marks around that, the perks of being a wallflower. And I had on my list of emails, I had the, the director. His name is Stephen Shabovsky. So we called him up out of the blue and we said we wanted to do a screening of it and would you like to do a Zoom interview? And he said, I would love to. And so we did that for our first movie and it was huge. I mean, you know, I'm Zoom huge, all right? So we had like 250 people there. But the weird part was that they were from all over the world. You know, like we had people from Italy, we had people from New York, we had people from all over. And he was brilliant. And so then the next thing we did was Midnight Gospel. Do you know it? Duncan Trussell, right? Yeah. Oh, you know about this. You are speaking my language. Oh, this is great. Oh, great. And they got him. And we showed the episode, the second episode, I think it was, the one about death. And then he came on and we did an interview with him. It was amazing. It was like magic. As the end of um, this, this whole cycle of, you know, doing live uh, interviews and doing movies, the audiences shrank and shrank and shrank till there was really like only 25 or 35 people showing up for any of the interviews. And I think there was kind of a Zoom burnout towards the end. It was, you know, we've had really, we've had some really amazing guests and had uh, people who should have drawn people from all the world. And we 
we did big promotions and things, but you know, like nobody was, nobody was turning into it. That was what it was like. It was fun, but it was terrible. And it's like, I never knew what my job, I knew what my job was for 12 years, you know, for 13, 14 years. And then suddenly for a year and a half, I just had to remake my job as I was doing it. So, but I got a lot of help from students. I mean, in that case, students really came through for me. I know all about Zoom burnout. And with that in mind, what was it like to finally open the doors back in October after, what, 19 months of pandemic-induced closure? For Save Yourselves, that was the first screening, right? Save Yourselves was the first screening, and we had the directors there. Uh, I was so anxious about this because they were coming. I made it mandatory for Magic Lantern students to come to the movie because I was afraid no one would come. But I think probably only about 30 other people came. We were putting on movies. We hadn't done it for two years. I didn't know whether the security was going to be okay, what the what the protocols were going to be. I, no, I never got any direction from anybody about, like, how many people can we let in the theater? I assumed everybody had to wear masks. I assumed that, you know, at first, I thought, well, maybe they'll have to sit, you know, two rows apart from each other. Um, but it was um, it was good. And then we've had, like, you know, 12 people come to every screening since then. I mean, we used to get, we used to average 200 people at a screening. Why do you think that is? What do you attribute that smaller turnout to? You know, there are, there are a lot of factors. And fear of returning into movie theaters. And, and I understand that, you know, people wanted to avoid big crowds. And uh, this, the fact that these movies that are streaming now that, you know, they could see them at home. Why, why go to a theater? You know, and a lot of, a lot of kids have gigantic TV sets and they're, I love this apartments, you know, it's not as good as the theater, but it's pretty good. Right. I mean, you have a big screen television. The other two factors that are important is, is that maybe I didn't pick the right movies, um, but maybe I misread it. You know, maybe I misguessed. But, oh, okay, there's one other thing that people said, and this is probably true. People came back to Isla Vista, and they came back to Isla Vista with a vengeance to see you know, what Isla Vista is like. Right. I mean, Isla Vista is like parties everywhere. Now they're all back. And and probably that's what they want to do primarily. And going to the movies would be secondarily. But now we're back to square one. And, you know, we're back to like, what is IVL about? It's all about, you know, it's all about kickers. It's all about people getting together. You know, I, I, I think those things are good. I just don't think they're, they should be the only thing that people do. And back in 2005, my son came up with a motto for Magic Lantern. It was, Magic Lantern, you can always drink afterwards. <laughs> you know, we're just there to fill in, fill in the gaps with something amazing. You know, and when we had big guests, we've had Jeff Bridges come twice. We've had Mike Mills, the director, who did Thumbsucker and Beginners. And so all those things were brilliant, you know, where we, where we have all these cultural add-on, you know, we have some sort of amazing person that, you know, they wouldn't see otherwise. 
But I also love it when we show Parasite and the theater was full and everybody was there and they were really into it and clapping at the end. And, you know, and all I did was like pick a movie that everybody wanted to see. And it was, it was the best. So that's what Magic Lantern is all about as far as I'm concerned. That was DJ Palladino, director of Magic Lantern Films, speaking with KCSB's Jackie Sedley. You can check out the Film Society's list of upcoming movie screenings on their website.